Welcome to episode 72 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Apocrypha, Season 3, Episode 16, original air date February 16th, 1996. Since I originally assembled these, the IMDb user score has risen from 8.6 out of 10 to 8.8 out of 10. There's a flashback that takes place in Hawaii in 1953, but the contemporary scenes in the episode are set in Maryland, Washington, D.C., and North Dakota. The episode was written by Frank Spotnitz and Chris Carter, and directed by Kim Manners on his first Mythology episode. Guest cast includes Kevin McNulty, a popular Canadian character actor, returning as Agent Fuller, previously seen in Squeeze. He also played Dr. Davy in Soft Light. This is his third and final appearance on The X-Files. Suleka Matthew appears as Agent Linda Kaleka, her second of two appearances. The first was as a different character in Roland. This is also her final X-Files appearance. And Brendan Beiser returns, neither his first appearance as Agent Pendrel. Those were in the 731 Nisei double feature, and this is not his last appearance either. He's got a few more appearances to come. His character doesn't get the happiest of send-offs, so I'm not going to reveal how many episodes he's actually in. This episode continues where Piper Maru left off. We get Mulder bringing Krychek back to the States. We get a scene with the lone gunman helping him do some espionage to try and recover the digital tape that Krychek stole in the season premiere, sort of as insurance so that the CSM didn't kill him. We get confirmation that the black oil is a medium for some kind of alien intelligence, although we don't know what type of intelligence that is just yet. We do know that Krychek knows enough about the cigarette smoking man and the way he works to find him effectively in his home, where Luis Cardinal, the killer of Scully's sister, and one of Skinner's assailants from the previous episode can also be found holed up. Spoilers, Luis Cardinal doesn't make it through the episode. He is brought in by Scully in a pretty great action sequence where she runs him down, but those who know what he knows make sure that he doesn't live long enough to testify. We also get another appearance of the well-manicured man, played by John Neville, and he's starting to take on a bit of an informant role for Mulder, feeding him accurate but not necessarily complete information to forward his own goals. Now, this is really a great episode for Scully to show what kind of strength of character she has, where you can tell when she's got Luis Cardinal under the gun, she just wants to pull that trigger, but doesn't. She keeps the job first, keeps it professional, and keeps going. And that's something that Skinner was worried that she wouldn't be able to do in some of the conversations that she has with him early on. As I said, we've also got some forward motion in the myth arc, finding out what the black oil is, and ultimately abandoning Krychek in Missile Silo 1013 at an abandoned missile facility. Now, that was a challenge to shoot, partly because the underground facility that they had only had two short hallways that they had access to. So if you watch carefully, no two hallways are filmed from the same camera angle, because then it would be a little too obvious that they're actually the same ones. So they kept changing camera angle and changing camera angle and changing camera angle to make it look like they're being chased through a very elaborate system and an elaborate labyrinth of tunnels, when really there's two very short hallways. The missile silo that they film in was also only about 18 feet deep, and yet they used visual effects to make it appear considerably taller. Now, just to review what we covered in a previous episode, visual effects are CGI, they're things done in post-production, so things that the actors were unable to see while filming, as opposed to special effects, such as the mask that Nick Lee had to wear that was pumping black oil out around his head and out his face, incredibly uncomfortable, that's a special effect because the actors can see it while it's in process. 
Apparently that was very unpleasant and had to be shot twice. And as a bit of a prank, after spending an hour getting him in that, another hour filming in this thing where he's breathing through a tube, as soon as they finished shooting it, well, they broke for lunch and left him in it for an hour before taking it off. So not one of Nick Lee's fondest memories of the series, as I understand. This also does some nice work revealing Skinner's relationship with the agents. We can see here that he genuinely does care about them, but it appears that he doesn't think they've got a chance of beating the people that they're going up against. So he's trying to sort of talk them down more to keep them alive than to keep them off the trail. So there's some nice touches there. Overall, it is a very enjoyable episode, and there's a lot of tricks in the production. We finally get the high-powered search and rescue flashlights that are going to be something of a staple, although these are still the car battery size and not the handheld units that we're going to be seeing later on. But it's still another step in terms of the signature lighting and the signature styles of the X-Files. This also has the first handheld camera work under Kim Manor's direction. It's something Manners really enjoys, but they were hesitant to use it on the X-Files. Just handheld camera work, it's got to be chosen for very specific scenes. It's a very different feel, and that's something that Chris Carter didn't really want to do for a lot of it, but they do eventually use it in this episode when Mulder and Scully are being booted off the missile silo property. But that about covers it for Apocrypha. Join us in two weeks' time for Teso dos Bichos, which is unfortunately one of the lowest-rated episodes not just of the season, but of the series, at least as far as IMDb raters are concerned. The feedback, as always, can be sent to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. In a couple of months' time, probably about mid to late June, we're going to be announcing a new podcast that starts in 2017. That announcement will be put in all of our feeds, so you can just follow the X-Files and listen for it, and you will find it there. And don't forget to vote on how you want us to handle Millennium in terms of whether it should be its own podcast, integrated with this podcast, or dealt with after the X-Files. You could send those votes and any other feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. Please rate this and any other shows you listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher. It really does help the shows get noticed. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Pool Side by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content is copyright 2016, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.